Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. June 6, 2020, the 70th anniversary of D-Day edition. And I'd like you to think about that for a moment and what it means for both America and the Western world that there was a point in time when America had actually accomplished something with its allies. Fortunately, not anymore, and certainly not in 2020. We began with... um, Roger Goodell, uh, as reported by ESPN, he did a complete 180 mea culpa and an unprecedented week of landscape shifting. He uh, said that the NFL was wrong not to listen to protesters, and uh, he all but named Colin Kaepernick, who was uh, banished from the league and then kept from uh, being signed by any team because he had the temerity to protest racism and per- police brutality in America. It's a very stunning uh, reversal. He said, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and systemic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to the NFL players earlier, encourage all players to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe that black lives matter. It's unclear whether Kaepernick will actually get a chance to play now, but his protest of going uh, down to one knee during the playing of the national anthem uh, certainly uh, was um, uh, changed the NFL. Next up, continuing sort of a football theme, as reported by the Washington Post, the um, Pressure is growing now again on Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, to change the name of the Redskins. Uh, Many uh, Native Americans feel this is a uh, name that should uh, be changed because of its righteous nature and the symbol on the Redskins helmet. Uh, and they're putting pressure on him after or during the Black Lives Matter. Um, Next up from the Wall Street Journal, the founder of Huawei said he is taking the gloves off in his fight against the United States. Internal communications show the Chinese telecom giant has pivoted to counter the U.S. government's charges with lawsuits, reorganization, and the company has entered a state of war. I'm not quite sure what he expects to get in a war with the U.S. government, particularly the Department of Justice. Nevertheless, uh, he is now going uh, to do so. Certainly, it uh, revolves around the attention of his daughter, Ming Wing Zhao, uh, who served as the company's chief financial officer and is currently uh, under house arrest in Canada for helping Huawei, allegedly helping Huawei dodge sanctions on Iran. But um, that looks like uh, the Canadian government is going to extradite her to the United States, and that will no doubt ramp up tensions between China and the United States. Uh, You might not think things can get worse, but under the Trump administration, things can always get worse. That's the one thing we've learned. And finally, from the New York Times, it looks at the economy in the wake of the coronavirus health crisis, and it poses a really interesting issue, which is uh, not the supply side of the economy, but the demand side of the economy. Um, Even if jobs are added, uh, what a 
who's going to uh, purchase the goods? Who's going to purchase the products? Are consumers going to go back into the stores? If you've looked anywhere around malls, you've seen basically a, a very little foot traffic. And although Amazon is, of course, doing quite well, it's not clear uh, how companies will um, be able to sell going forward if people are not only worried about their jobs, but they're worried about going out and uh, purchasing because uh, you might get sick and die. So the demand side is part of the equation not looked at enough, and it's an interesting exploration of that going forward. I hope you will check out this month's 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program where I take up internal uh, reporting and investigations. And on The Compliance Life, I begin a four-part series with Ryan Robillet on his journey to the CCO chair.